I'm after whatever the other life brings. In the mirror I saw him and I closely watched him. I thought how he looked out of place. He came to the woman who sat there beside me. He had a strange look on his face. His big hands were calloused. He looked like a mountain for a minute. I thought I was dead. Hey, ghostly ghouls and my vampiric vamps. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and those tunes, as usual, are courtesy of the fantastic country legend, Bobby Mackey. Fivey Castle stands ever so tall and quite proud in Aberdeen, Scotland, believed to date back to the 13th century and built by William the Lion, who reigned as King of Scots from 1165 to 1214. That's a 49 whopping years. He's the second longest reign in Scottish history. The first, James VI, whose reign was an impressive 58 years, that being from 1567 to 1625. It served as a royal stronghold till 1390-ish. Since then, the castle has been passed down to several different families, that being Preston, Seton, Meldrum, Gordon, and the Lath family. They all called this place home at one point or another. It is well over 100 rooms, 110, I believe is the number, and it's one of the largest castles in Scotland. Part of the reason it's so large is due to the fact that the five families that I just mentioned, each of them during their time here, added to the castle's construction, creating and building their own tower add-on. I believe the Preston family added theirs between 1390 and 1433 while the Seton family constructed their tower in 1599. The Gordons, well, their tower went up in 1777, and the Lath state is 1890. I find that very interesting. So, you know, some parts of the castle date back much further than other parts, and I think that's pretty neat. That is a place that I would like to go to. I would just love to go to Scotland in general. I mean, you just look at all the pictures and so much history. It's rich in history. I would love to go there sometime as it's always been on my bucket list. Maybe when this whole pandemic thing's over, maybe you'll see Tessa just wandering around. So in the 800 and some years that this castle has been around, it's had its fair share of dark history, which involves murders, other deaths, curses, and of course, hauntings. Several upon several hauntings. One resident spirit that calls this place home is a former resident. That being Lady Meldrum. She is known as the Grey Lady. She died in the 13th century. She requested to be buried within the walls of a secret room, which is located in the Meldrum Tower. (laughs) Okay, I guess it's not so secret anymore. In 1920, during renovation, her remains were actually discovered. She was quickly exhumed and buried in a nearby cemetery. Well, That might not have been the bestest of ideas because after this event happened, strange things started happening in the castle. Things that simply could not be explained. 
It's believed that the man who unearthed her connected the sudden weird occurrences to the removal of the remains. Okay, everything's fine and dandy. We find this body, remove it, put it in a cemetery, and all of a sudden all this freaky-deaky shit's happening. Well, afraid that he may have offended the spirit of the woman, she was quickly exhumed and replaced in her original burial spot. The haunting ceased, and the room is to be sealed off permanently unless people want bad things to occur, such as death, going blind, you know, the huge. Whether this is true, her being reburied there or she remains in the cemetery... Her full-bodied apparition has been seen here many times throughout the years, throughout the centuries. Another resident spirit that definitely is not afraid to let her presence be known is a woman believed to be Dame Lilius Drummond. She's known as the Green Lady. She's the wife of Sir Alexander Seton. It's believed she's the first ghost sighting here, first being seen in 1601. She bore Alexander five children, but there was a problem for Alexander anyway. They were all girls. He needed, wanted, basically demanded a boy so he can be the rightful heir. And boy, I bet Alexander cried like a baby when he kept seeing girl after girl being born. Baby after baby is being born, right? And each time he's growing more despondent, more depressed. He's getting angry and he's getting rather impatient. How dare his wife not produce a son for him? What was she thinking? Bloody hell. Really? (laughs) One of the stories I saw, unsure of the truthfulness of it, but Alexander angry at his wife, supposedly imprisons his wife in a room, and she starves to death. Other places I see the story of her being dragged by her husband to her living quarters where he murders her. Now, whether this is true or not, however she died, she died at a young age and quite suddenly. Being starved to death or being murdered both sound absolutely horrid to me. And it must be mentioned that Dame's room a place that she spent a lot of time in, has a noticeable stain on part of the floor. And several times the staff there have tried everything in their power to get rid of the stain, but it does no good. No rubbing or scrubbing or polishing or elbow grease will get that bad boy out. Apparently they had that area tested and tests show that it is indeed blood. Before her death, as we know, things they're not good between husband and wife. Alexander is treating Dame Lilius like shit. He starts an affair with his cousin's wife, Grizel Leslie. Jeez, he sounds like such a sweet, outstanding man, doesn't he? Soon after this affair happens, Dame conveniently dies and she's out of the picture. Or is she? Alexander marries his mistress, Grizel, and on their wedding night, they're preparing for a romantic and memorable evening, as newlyweds often do. But that was spoiled when they kept hearing these heavy sigh-like sounds. It was coming from the window. Now, this is strange because the room they were in, it was not on the ground level. In fact, it was very high up, so we must debunk it being some pervert trying to get a peep show. 
It was impossible for anyone to be outside that window making any type of sound. They would have to be levitating several upon several feet off the ground. What or who was behind these mysterious sounds? I'm putting my money on Dame Lilius. You bastard, you make me feel bad for not giving you a son. You cheat on me and marry soon after I die, not even shedding a tear probably. I'll make your wedding night memorable, all right. Hope you enjoy my gift, sweetheart. The morning after, Alexander opens the window to find D. Lilius Drummond carved deeply into the stone. It's still there to this day. We must remember that this was around the medieval times. They didn't have the type of carving tools that we have today. It was deeply carved and with phenomenal precision. And it was carved upside down so that it was to face that particular window. It is said that she roams the castle endlessly, angry, her betrayed spirit still heartbroken, thanks to her husband. People know when she's around as there's a phantom smell connected to her, that being of an old-fashioned rose perfume. Another resident spirit is a phantom trumpeter, believed to be Andrew Laney. At times, a trumpet can be heard playing throughout the castle. When clearly there's no one playing the instrument here at all. But is there? Andrew's true love, Agnes, she dies, and when he found out about her untimely death, he is so distraught and depressed that he passed away soon after. Many truly believe the cause of death was truly a broken heart. People at the castle have seen his apparition, knowing it's him because of his outfit. He is seen wearing a rich tartan. When people try to approach him, he vanishes into thin air right before their very shocked eyes. <gasps> the castle has many other resident spirits, in addition to Lady Meldrum, also known as the Grey Lady, and Dame Lilius Drummond, also known as the Green Lady, and the phantom trumpeter, that is Andrew Lamy. A spirit only known as the Woman in White has been seen often. She's walking out of the wall, something straight out of a horror movie. A little girl they call Annie. Her full-bodied apparition has also been seen here. She loves playing on the stairs, and her apparition has been caught on camera and film. One witness even saw a dark figure approach Annie, take her hand, and lead her up those stairs. During an investigation, a paranormal investigator asked the little girl if she likes the castle's many visitors, and they got a recording of a little voice saying, Yes, because I've got people to play with. Many strange happenings take place here, folks. One of them is that it's not rare for people to suddenly experience phantom smells. Besides the rose perfume that I had already mentioned, cigar smoke can be smelled from time to time. Before I go into more strange happenings, I want to touch on the castle's legend. <laughs> yes, of course, there's a legend. It's the legend of the weeping stones of Fivey Castle. Thomas the Rhymer... Sounds like that could be like the name for a rapper or something. Yo, yo! <laughs> Sounded more like Fonzie there, but whatever. A fortune teller. He's also known as True Thomas. Was known around the area. He would wander around visiting landowners and telling them things that the future held for them. 
The only thing was he only told them bad things. He was a Debbie Downer. No upcoming marriages or falling into sudden money. No happy times. It was all negative stuff about going broke or death or morbid stuff that they simply did not want to hear. So every time he came by to visit someone, it was understandable that he was never welcomed with open arms. So one gloomy and stormy and rainy day, he approaches Fivey Castle. It's the 13th century, so you know, quite a while back. And there's news that he absolutely needs to share with the castle's residents. As he approached the door, it slammed shut in his face. It was windy that day, and it's believed that the wind slammed the door closed, but he believed it to be quite intentional. A slap in the face. In his mind, this action, which might have been the cause of not a human hand, but Mother Nature, he was being denied entry in the castle. This truly angered Thomas the Rhymer. He places weeping stones around the castle, hiding them, places a curse on the castle that no male heir will ever survive to inherit the castle. One of the stones supposedly has been found. It's now in a bowl on display in the charter room. And, you know, throughout time it's crumbled and it's not much more, but just like, you know, dust and dirt. It's believed that the other two have never been found to this day. This was what he said about the curse. Fivey, fivey, thou's never thrive. As langs there's in these stones three. There's one in the oldest tower. There's one in the ladies' bower. There's one in the water gate. There's three stones ye never get. It's believed one of the stones was rolled into the Yathan River. These stones were apparently taken from a sacred burial site. <laughs> a huge no-no. We all know this. Until each of these stones is returned, no male heir shall ever live to inherit Fivey Castle. And guess what? No one has ever inherited it. People, visitors, and staff have heard several different sounds, such as moans, shrieks, and cries. And in some cases, the activity has become physical, with people being pushed or walking into something unseen. At times, the impact is so hard, it actually leaves a bruise. Sometimes people's ears will pop when a spirit is nearby, then they soon experience unexplainable things. A stereo there will turn on and off all by itself, and at times it even turns to stations that no longer exist. Poltergeist activity is experienced here too. The kitchen staff actually refuse to step foot in there on their own. Objects often disappear and are found in the most randomest of places throughout the castle. There are several eyewitness accounts of large objects just slowly gliding across the room as if being carried by invisible hands. Before the crazy pandemic hit us hard, the castle used to have what they call paranormal nights. Investigators and mediums and sensitives and others, they would come and be able to conduct their own investigations. On one of the paranormal nights, the folks were striking up a conversation with who they believed to be the Green Lady. They ask her, do you want to hurt us? She responds saying, no. 
They then ask, does anybody else here want to hurt us? She responds, yes. Throughout the spiritual conversation, the people learn about a spirit that lives there named John Pollock. He's malicious and is the only spirit that can cause harm here at the castle. It seems that the Green Lady is protecting the people in the castle from the evil John Pollock. It's believed that Pollock spends most of his time in and around the library. And I read somewhere, unsure of the trueness of this, that he, his death mask is actually on display at the castle within the library. So if that is true. That would make sense why he lingers there. On the death mask, you can clearly see scratches and marks on his neck from where he was hanged. His crime for a date with the gallows? Murder. Several people have experienced the feeling of sudden sickness when approaching the library. There's definitely some negative stuff going on in there. Another active location within the castle walls is the model room. It's considered one of the most haunted. People who've tried staying the night in this room would suddenly be rudely woken up in the dead of night by deafening screams. And at this time, the green lady, or maybe, you know what, I'm just going to call her the lady in green. As the green lady, every time I say it, I keep picturing a little lady alien, green little lady alien walking about. (laughs) Anyways, it's at this point where they see the lady in green. One couple claimed they couldn't sleep due to the fact that they kept hearing these excessive scratching sounds and moans outside their window. The next day, the curious people went to the window and started investigating that area, looking to see if maybe there was a nearby tree with a mischievous pesky branch that made those scratching sounds throughout the night, but there was nothing. And they were in one of the highest points of the castle, mind you, so there's no way someone could have pranked them. On the outside of the windowsill, words were scratched in the sill that looked like Lilius Drummond. And apparently there's a murder room here. Maybe it's where that blood-stained spot is. That would make sense. And apparently several people have been murdered there. People have experienced hearing screams and cries and wailing, seeing apparitions of women, and even turned physical by being pushed and shoved in that room. This castle has been on paranormal-themed shows as well, including Most Haunted and Help My House is Haunted. In the latter show, paranormal investigators Chris Fleming and Barry Guy, who at different times have been on my old radio show, Super Friendly Dudes, While there, they heard unexplainable sounds such as moans. They got some high EMF spikes. And at one point, Barry asks Lady Meldrum to show herself to them. Immediately after this request, Chris, who's an amazing, phenomenal medium, says that there's a shift in the atmosphere. Barry saw something standing in the window. And on the specialist camera screen, it verifies Barry showing a stick-like figure there in the same spot. Chris gets an EVP of a voice saying, take me back. And they got a lot more as well. Besides the families living there, there may be other reasons why this castle is so paranormally active. A minor battle against the Covenant army took place at the castle October 28th, 1644. The trenches you can still see today. And between 1650 to 1652, Anne Halkett, 
a religious writer and an autobiographer stayed at the castle with the Countess of Dunfermline, where they treated wounded soldiers and local people as well. It's almost like a little makeshift hospital, if you will. Before COVID hit us, 5E Castle used to be open to the public during the summer months. But sadly, once it was apparent that something very serious was going on and that people were dying and that it was contagious and you know the rest, the National Trust for Scotland had to shut down the 800-year-old castle. Now let's hope someday, down the line, she'll be open again, welcoming visitors from all over the place. I read that during these hard times that a family has been on lockdown at the castle and that things are anything but normal at 5E Castle. This family is, what they feel, being tormented by the resident spirits. At all hours through the night, it's a regular occurrence where the family is woken up due to the security alarm going off. And it's one location in particular that seems to set off these alarms. And it's right underneath the Drummond Room. One of the family members says that whenever he is in that area, he just has that feeling of dread and wanting to leave and just get away. And I've had that feeling before. I know exactly what he's talking about. He says this particular spot is unnerving and that they've even had engineers come to the castle, look at the alarm several times, and no one can figure anything out. Nothing is wrong with the alarm system. And there's nothing obvious or visible that's making it go off. While researching for this episode, I found another experience from someone who lived in the castle. Now, I'm not sure if it's someone from the family who lives there now or a past resident, but it was interesting nonetheless. This is what the gentleman had to say, quote, objects move and sometimes disappear altogether. In my apartment recently, a large tray in the kitchen has been viciously lifting and rattling as if someone is standing there shaking it. Often I hear wailing and crying. You really cannot believe these things until you see them. And as house guests, friends and family have experienced stuff too, from seeing apparitions to his own mother leaving immediately after seeing the tray shake and levitate on its own. Quote, I have never experienced anything like this before moving into Fivey. I feel like something is constantly around me. Odd things happen almost every single week. Things move or go missing with no explanation. The stereo sometimes switches on and off, and I cannot understand it. I have even had it checked. Now, the gentleman, he admits that after a while, you know, he got used to the paranormal activity his home throws his way. But at times, especially at night, when he's just chilling or trying to sleep in bed, it can get spooky. In his words, why on earth did that happen? One weekend, he had a couple friends stay over. In the middle of the night, the gal, she wakes up to see a full-bodied apparition of a woman standing at the bottom of the bed. She screams, which in result wakes up her boyfriend, who smells old-fashioned perfume. He mentions the phantom smell lingered for several hours after the sighting of the apparition. It seems that this is a total hot spot for paranormal activity. And in addition to all that has been mentioned, people have also captured EVPs, unexplainable voices, whispers, and what have you. And hopefully someday it'll be open to the public again. And who knows, maybe one of you guys will go and have an experience of your own. Then you'll have to tell me all about it. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others, you guys. They are equally phenomenal. Haven't heard every single one yet? 
Oh, no need to cry, my friends. You can binge listen as we speak by hitting up any of the podcast platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcast, Castbox, Deezer, wherever you may roam to listen to your other spooktacular podcasts. You will probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Bolton, Connecticut, Scottsville, Kentucky, Cedar Falls, Iowa, Claremont, Florida, and Angel Fire, New Mexico. You guys are all rock stars. Thank you so much for making Paranormal Prowlers Podcast part of your day. Be sure to throw a review my way, subscribe, give me a rating, email me if you have a paranormal story to share. You could be on paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. See you next week, my lovelies.